1: I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And
0: I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neo Modern, and Grumpy Old Man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hi, Rubin. Hey, Suzanne.
1: How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Just why pretty good?
0: Why pretty good? Because um, I haven't really done much since our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're
1: like, I have no new information to share, I, so you've got it.
0: I keep waiting to like run out of things to kind of be grumpy about.
1: I mean, fortunately, life is long,
0: and I have a lot to be grumpy about. <laughs> there so you, go. you know, there
1: you go. it all works out.
0: I wonder if like professionals get anything out of out of. The, I mean, I we're doing this really for people who are beginning in photography.
1: Yeah, <clears> or <throat> for me, as you pointed out on the last episode.
0: That's <laughs> like, right. That's actually, the only this reason is for we, you yeah. to get
1: better at taking pictures, which I was. I appreciated. I didn't realize it was all about me.
0: My sense is that professionals would find this kind of irritating for some reason, because it just doesn't reach the bar of <clears throat> the things they care about. They already know a lot of this stuff. I think yeah. we're talking about things they know. Um, it's
1: for the amateurs.
0: Yeah, the amateurs who love it.
1: Right? Exactly, amateurs for the love of it. <clears throat> I have a question about Instagram. Uh, I know yes. that you... Um, you post some really beautiful pictures on thank Instagram. You. thank you. And I was looking... Uh, kind of looking through them, and obviously you do a lot in black and white, but you also do some in color. Yeah. And I was wondering... It's a really nerdy question, but what filters do you use in Instagram? <laughs> do you use Moon? Do you use Inkwell? Willow. Uh, um,
0: so maybe this is the wrong answer. But like, like I don't use any. I don't use any Instagram <laughs> filters. They're, like it's. Uh, I know there's a lot of cool filters in there, but I just have never felt like they had enough control for me to do. I mean to, so. Why are you giving me that look? <laughs> <laughs> just because
1: you're like your face. You're just like, oh, I well, don't I, touch those things. <laughs> you know, I
0: come in. I come. I do my pictures in Lightroom. Yeah. And I like Lightroom. It's a. It's just like that is the tool that photographers should be using. But if you're like a, yeah, is there Lightroom Light for the iPhone? Sorry, is there like
1: a Lightroom Light? No, for there's the iPhone? totally uh,
0: light, Adobe just released a Lightroom mobile that actually oh, really? is. Pretty good. I haven't checked it out, but uh, I know the guys who made it, and they're awesome. So I have no doubt that it's pretty good. I still feel like... I mean, you want to look at your picture in the way that it's going to be consumed to Mm -hmm. make decisions about it. So you really only are ever posting on Instagram. Filters are pretty good, and... Well,
1: they're fast. They're
0: super fast. But you could also go to Lightroom Mobile because it's right there on your phone. Well, now
1: that we know about it.
0: That's right. (laughs) Uh, But I... Don't post directly. Like I don't just take a picture on my phone and then immediately post it. I know you that's sort edit of the value it on your computer. Yeah, I come into my laptop because I can see it larger. Mm-hmm. There, there's just too many details I'm missing when something's small. Um, I know that people are only looking at it for a tenth of a second, so I shouldn't really waste a lot of time. But for me, I'm trying to make something that's good enough that I might want to print it, yeah. and so I'm not going to do any quick post production on the phone that being said Instagram you know they've got filters and they're they've kind of thought about what are the most common kinds of ways people want to adjust a picture what you you use filters right well
1: yeah I mean it depends Um, I do I would say if I'm posting something uh and just going quickly yeah i'd probably use a filter or i mean if it's really a great photo that i like the original colors and i as i flip through the different filters and i'm not seeing what i like then i will just keep it um i do when i edit the photo in the apple like photo software Uh where you can control there's a lot more sort of nuanced control it overwrites the photo and so you can revert it but it's not like it sort of saves a duplicate copy which is um what Instagram does, right? So, I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of depends, but I also, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I probably should know that it's going to, you know, trying to go next level, spend more time on kind of editing them and really making them, um, I don't know, working working them up to something better.
0: I mean, you don't need to have a favorite filter, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that, the great thing about it is that you you take a picture and you just start going through the filters until the picture looks more like the way you want it to look. Mm-hmm. Whatever is in your head without you don't need to know its name or yeah. what they what it's doing the problem for me um, at least in part is there's two kinds of adjustments that are are my primary adjustments in in photography and one is sort of, I take it into black and white I so I sort of discard the chroma mm-hmm. right that's what the uh, professional would say I'm, I'm getting rid of the chroma or I'm lowering the saturation down yeah. to nothing right um, but there's not just one black and white. I think it's important for people to recognize that when you take a color image and you make it black and white, there's infinite black and white versions of that. Because it's already black and white, it's already surreal. It's already mm-hmm. not looking like the real world. So I can change all kinds of aspects of the blacks and the whites. and like every bringing
1: the blues darker or the blues lighter? Yeah, every color darker. has its
0: own you can choose how any color is going to kind of come out. One of the reasons that Ansel Adams' pictures are so often so dramatic is that he used a you know red filter when he'd take the pictures, which makes blue skies look dark mm-hmm. instead of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly his pictures are really dramatic. You can do that without having a red filter, but going into the post-production and finding basically an adjustment that takes the what was blue and makes it darker not lighter. You can pick that for every color and um, and so you, I wouldn't just apply a filter to it because I, I mean you can kind of like putting a red filter on it and it would do this dra- dramatic thing but I'm making lots of decisions like that and then the other thing I'm doing is burning and dodging right mm-hmm. and you can't do that with filters.
1: Do you think that Instagram filters get in the way of people pushing themselves further for great photographs because they just end up being good enough?
0: Well, yes, I think they do. But at the same time, not everyone wants to sit and work on a picture and make it great. Maybe not every picture deserves, has that capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a trade-off, right? There's something amazing about just getting it quickly to a place that is good enough. And know hopefully it gets people excited about what the possibility is Mm -hmm. you know and um on day one it's it's great but maybe after you've been doing it a little while you realize like my my pictures are actually better than this Mm -hmm. and i would love to see how it would look did i i don't remember if i told you but like i went to uh, a photographer conference photo fest in houston and no, you, you go through these crits where you sit down with your, your prints and a bunch of, you know, you sit down with an expert, a curator at a museum or an editor from a magazine, and they mm-hmm. look through your pictures and they give you feedback. And one of the things that someone said was to me early on was, uh, oh, your pictures are very good. Have you ever seen your pictures printed by someone who's great at printing? <laughs> it was just a little backhanded compliment. <laughs> it was like, no. I, mean, I thought printing was my job, it's yeah. part of what this is. And they were pointing out, no, you're you're a, a wonderful photographer. You're a mediocre printer. Okay. And uh, they were kind of speaking to this good enough. Like yeah. I just felt like that was fine. Right. And. It was fascinating to see what an expert printer would do with one of my pictures that I liked.
1: So, did you do that? Did I did you...
0: do that. That's kind of how neo modern started. It was like yeah. I was looking around for people who were way better printers than I was, yeah. and what would what would they bring to the table? Not everything demands that, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but if you're curious, if you think you're kind of getting good or mm-hmm. you're liking what you're doing. Maybe you don't have to go right into finding an expert, but that's again—that's what neo-modern was trying to offer people. Was like, oh, for for one picture, let me see what an expert does with this. You know, Ansel Adams, who's like the the master printer. His, you know, he developed something called the zone system. What is that? It was uh, kind of the foundation. He was looking at how he was printing and what his his thought process was, and um, to sort of simplify it, he was saying that um, certainly in black and white. Every image, um, every print really should have every uh, something in the frame at every part of the grayscale. So you have stuff that's like, oh, very is white or just nearly perfectly white, just a tiny bit off of that Mm -hmm. and almost perfectly black. And you kind of you take in any normal picture, the curve of between black and white is not even, mm-hmm. but he would move the picture around um, uh, exposure-wise so that he had something at white and black and all the the tones in between.
1: What do you mean he would move the picture around?
0: Well, he's moving... he's
1: already he, taken he, it and exposed
0: it, right? Right, but he's, he's changing the, the exposure. In, in the post-production. In the post-production. Okay. So that... He, he consciously has stuff that is at at 1 and at 10, mm-hmm. basically, at, at the two extremes. And on that p- part of the curve where you're going between white and black, mm-hmm. where it, instead of having everything crammed up in the blacks, it's just a very dark picture, he's going to kind of pull down some of those blacks so that they're a little grayer and some things are all the way to white. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of the reasons his photos look like they do. Is, so like in the photo
1: Lone Pine, for example, mm-hmm. where you have that very dark um, sort of silhouetted, almost like hillside, like the, kind of in the midground of the photo. Uh-huh. And then the sky is very light. And then everything else he's adjusted so that it's... Super between. purposeful. Yeah. Like
0: it it just wasn't taken. Like it's kind of there in his original pictures. Right. Um, I would love it if we could get some of Ansel's printers, Ted Orland or Sexton or, or I don't know, somebody who yeah. has worked with him to talk a little more about the zone system that, that he had developed. But you, now today, phones do a lot of this themselves. That's kind of what HDR is doing. Mm. Um, when you when you are taking pictures, HDR is saying, "Well, wow, it's very, very bright here. And so to expose the bright parts, I have to have a very quick exposure. But then when you do that, the dark areas just go to black and mm-hmm. there's nothing in them. And I want some detail in the black because your eye has a huge dynamic range. Your eye can see... I mean, you know, you walk into a bright area and it takes you a second to adjust, but that's that's your f-stop changing. That's mm-hmm. your pupil getting smaller because it's bright. Now you can see in the 1 bright areas. Of a second. You can't change the shutter speed. <laughs> <laughs> but you can change the f-stop. <laughs> Try to make um, a photo joke and I failed. <laughs> it's a great photo joke. Some of our listeners will really enjoy that, <laughs> I'm certain. <laughs> anyway, the, the high dynamic range, the HDR, um, is basically taking a bunch of pictures it's taking a picture where you're exposed for the bright stuff and then it takes another one instantly where you expose for the dark part and it starts to put them together so in one image it's like you're blending the dark parts from this exposure and the bright parts from this exposure Mm -hmm. if you do it perfectly that's kind of the zone system you're kind of getting this nice range yeah it's easy to abuse where you just crank both and you end up with like an even detail everywhere and it has a sort of a creepy look i don't know if you've seen people who use hdr too much Mm -hmm. but the idea of hdr is very much like the zone system where you're getting those exposures right for the highs and lows and it makes things a little closer to how you see them with your eye because it can be frustrating when you're taking a picture it looked great with your eye and there's this huge chasm between like what you see with your eye and Mm -hmm. how it comes out on the print i find that actually super frustrating yeah Do you get that?
1: Well, I think it's... um, I I get it because you're just like, I can see this. Why isn't it photographing this way? I actually feel like it's... now that I've sort of upgraded to a a new phone I feel like it's so much closer to what I was seeing and that's one of the things that I'm finding really rewarding because it was it is really frustrating when you take a picture and you're just like oh this looks like absolute trash it's not it didn't look like this with my eyes
0: it's not always the exposure that is not quite working but Mm -hmm. it is inexplicable that you Mm -hmm. see something with your eye like the light on that tree is beautiful or the whatever and you pull your camera out and it just you can't capture it why can't you capture yeah with this device the the magic that you see with your eye and really that disparity is that in that zone is where photography is right i was Can gonna you...
1: say it's where the artistry is right
0: it is but it's it, there's a technical part there's a craft part of mm-hmm. trying to do it and then there's this other inexplicable part which is i i don't know what it is about putting a frame around that and capturing it where i just can't i can't hold on to what like why why was that so amazing to see and mm-hmm. i can't see it um but that's the hit and miss fun part of photography right <laughs> and at, and as for the original question it's like what instagram filters it's like mm-hmm. unfortunately i'm i'm trying to do more in my i got an iphone also mm-hmm. and the camera is great so i'm i'm walking around a lot more with it um sometimes i wish i had my DS, dslr cuz mm-hmm. i just want to zoom in more or have a, more intimate controls of the exposure but boy, there's nothing like having a camera with you all the time. Exactly. You know, and I'll try to use some more Instagram filters.
1: Well, I mean, no need. I was, I was honestly just curious. Is there something that that you, that you really, um, you really like using as just like a quick fix? But I actually liked your answer that it's not about. Uh, if you're finding an image you like, it's not something you want a quick fix because it almost kind of takes it down. Um, but having that, having the opportunity to, for you especially, to have more advanced tools than. Then everyone, I think, is uh, is very cool. And giving your giving your images that sort of love and, and attention makes them that, that much better.
0: All right. So what's our um, assignment for assignment. people today? Assignment. Oh, that's yes. right. We're doing
1: our assignments now. Um,
0: and we'll talk about the we'll talk about the um, textures next time.
1: Yeah. Perfect. We can alternate. Yes. Um, I would say let's do let's do filters and let's okay. do our post production. So whatever you want to try editing your photos, maybe you're even taking the texture photos. Um, mm that you took or are using from last week's assignment uh-huh. uh, or a new photo but that you try, either try a filter or try a post-production, whether it's in Lightroom or other and we can kind of compare and contrast and we can talk about what you did and why you did it.
0: If they want to uh, do the extra work to give us the untextured, uh, unmodified uh, picture yep. so they can send us the original and and then post the, the, the final one, Yeah, maybe we can play around with it too. We can show them different
1: Oh, that's cool. So if people want to post
0: something and say, like, what would you do with this picture?
1: I love that idea. We can
0: give that a shot.
1: Yeah, that'd be really fun.
0: Okay, cool. All right, let's wrap it up. Well,
1: thank you. Uh, Our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. And please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe.
0: Uh, We get new listeners from you guys telling your friends and spreading the word. So if you know someone who might get something from us, please send them a link. Thank you to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and to all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and we hope we've given you some things to think about until next time.